Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about movies that I've seen myself, and I highly recommend them to you. Without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe in one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. We come in peace. Of course, as a Marvel fan, how can I not introduce Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? You may say that Marvel has been producing awful movies, but trust me, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is definitely not one of them. Some say it's the best after Endgame. I wouldn't say that. But I still gave it 8.2. It's pretty high. I might still adjust a little bit recently, but it's definitely a good one. First of all, the protagonist in this episode is not Star Lord. It's Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon is the key in this episode. Before he wasn't the protagonist, but this time you can say that it's finally his time. Besides pushing the plot forward, the audience gets to see what kind of tragic past Rocket had before. So basically, in this episode, we get to know a lot of Rocket's past, including something really bad happened to him, who he really is, and where he came from. When I said who he really is, I'm talking about. Whether Rocket is a raccoon or a rabbit or any other animal that has been mentioned in Marvel Cinematic Universe before, besides learning more about Rocket, we also have some new characters in this episode. One of them is Adam Warlock. Actually, I'm not so familiar with Adam Warlock, but this character actually showed up in Thor too. And Guardians of the Galaxy too, but he was a cocoon in the background as one of the collection of the collector. I think I might need to go back to these two movies to check out. But anyway, the director said that the MCU version and the comic version of Adam Warlock would be different because this character has been adapted by many different comic creators. And each version, they have their own insight about this character. So of course, the version in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is a brand new one. But all in all, this is really a movie that's worth watching. If you've been disappointed with Marvel recently, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will not disappoint you. Here comes the second new movie we're going to talk about today. It's not a Hollywood movie, and I like it very much. Let's check out the introduction. Lila's brothers. At the、I、age of forty,、so. Lila has spent her entire life caring for her parents and four brothers, a family that is constantly arguing and under pressure from various dads in the face of sanctions against Iran, while her brothers are struggling to make ends meet. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is an Iran film, 
Lila was played by the leading actress from *The Salesman* and directed by the new director in Iran, Saeed Rostey. I've also seen his previous work, *Just Six Point Five*, which talks about the drug issue and corruption topic in Iran. The director also invited one of the great actors from *Just Six Point Five* to play in this movie. Together, they're going to present a tragedy in a family on the big screen. The director really is young. Saeed Rostey was born in 1989 in Iran. He majored directing at Department of Film and TV when he was in college. He has shot many shorts and documentaries, winning a lot of awards. As I mentioned, his second feature film, Just Six Point Five. Was selected into the 76th Venice Film Festival and won Best Director at Tokyo Film Festival. It was also the box office champion in Iran's action film history. As for Lila's Brothers, it won the Critics Award at 2022 Cannes Film Festival and an honorary award at 2022 Munich Film Festival. Lila's Brothers depicts the dilemma of Iranians' lives, and because the content reveal how the authority applies strict policies on people from lower classes, it was prohibited from showing by the Iranian authority. But actually, after I watched it, I would say there's nothing related to the authority. Lila's brothers talks about patriarchism, but as the director said, as the audience watches the story of one family, they're actually watching the story of whole Iran. Maybe that's the reason why the authority, the government, doesn't like it. But it's really something we need to think about. And as a movie, I have to say it's really great. So if you've seen just six point five. Or you're just interested in Iranian movies, I recommend you to watch Lila's Brothers this weekend. If you don't want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, or you've watched it and you'd like to watch some more movies, it's time for us to move on to Top Double O Seven and talk more about movies that I've seen. But before that, let's review what we had from last week first. Top Three: Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Top two was John Wick Chapter Four, and top one still the Super Mario Brothers movie. I have to say the chart this week is a little bit weird, but we will see. Let's listen to it. Top three, Red Line. 我没得选，我们都有的选，来不及。Top two, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Figure it out over a drink. Probably best. You need to. Evil Dead Rise. John Wick, Chapter Four. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. The Covenant. I only remember the interpreter. Why he wants this job? The Pope exhorts him. You only do because God allows it. Top one, the Super Mario Brothers movie. We're adorable. 
<laughs> I got this. No problem. <laughs> what? All the movies on the chart this week are among top three, and five of them are top two. This is ridiculous. So let me tell you something about my chart. Basically, I put the box office in Taiwan and the box office in North America and put them together to analyze. So you can see that this week, all these five movies that were top two, their box office performances were pretty similar. Therefore, they ended up being on the same place. Anyway. Since I mentioned that, I'm going to talk about movies that I've seen and I recommend myself. Among these seven movies, I've only seen Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, and it has been weeks that we haven't talked about it. So I think it's a good time to bring it back, and I can talk about it for five minutes. Since it's released for a while, I think it's okay if I give out spoilers. So let's start with something bad. I mean, I like it very much, but there's still something that could be complained. Well, not by me though. I went to watch Dungeons and Dragons with my boyfriend and a mutual friend. After watching it, that mutual friend said he's disappointed by the fact that there's no dice rolled at all. Now, talking about this, I need to explain the rules of D and D first. It's a board game, you can call it, but it's also a role-play game. So it's different from other board games or those that you can imagine. There aren't a lot of gadgets like the other board games. Basically, D and D is operated by the player's imagination. Let's take something from the movie, for example, when the sorcerer took out a prop. And show it to the bard. The bard said he doesn't know what that is. But by the time they need to cross the bridge, the sorcerer took out the prop again. Somebody recognized it right away and said they could use that prop to cross the bridge. So back to the time when the sorcerer showed the prop to the bard, we can see there are some possibilities. First. The bard doesn't have the ability to check what something is, or he does have that ability. But when he rolled the dice, the numbers were too low, so the game master decided that okay, you don't know what that is. And when they were about to cross the bridge, after the detailed long explanation of how the bridge works, the sorcerer just made the bridge collapse in one second. It might be because he rolled a very low number, and when he took out the prop again, that someone who recognized the object might have the ability to know what things are, or that person just happens to roll a high number. That's the spirit of D and D. Even though we can't see any dice in the movie, I can still feel that the system is operating the game. For example, there are times when the characters are so surprised that something works. I guess that's because they roll something very high, like a twenty, and that's the most interesting part in D and D. I mentioned that I want to play a game with some of my friends, 
and is going to lead by one of my professors at Department of English. Actually, I've already developed my character. Within the races, I like elf the most. Well, not really elf, maybe half elf. And because among the characters in the Lord of the Rings, I like Aragorn the most. So I want the class of my character a ranger. But at the same time, I also hope that he or she should be a she is a royal. So this is the magic, the charisma of D and D. You can create your own character, give it some characteristics. Of course, some traits and some abilities you need to roll the dice to determine. But generally speaking, it's a game with a lot of freedom. I can't wait to play my own game, and I'm really looking forward to the adventure with my friends. If you love to play games, even if it's not D and D. I'm pretty sure you will like Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. And if you are a fan of D&D, then there's no reason to hesitate. Go watch it; you won't be disappointed. I hope you like all three movies I recommended today: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Lila's Brothers, and Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Remember to tune in same time next week on Viola. See you next week.